All right, welcome back to Compton Family Ice Arena here in South Bend, Indiana. We're at the end of period number one. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish with a one nothing lead over the Merrimack Warriors. And uh, John Leahy with you. Delighted to have with us here in our first intermission, uh, Merrimack Sports Information Director Chris Aliano. And uh, Chris, I thought this might be a good time to get an update on what's going on sports-wise at Merrimack. But before we do that, let's get your thoughts on that first period. Bad giveaway in the Merrimack D zone. Hare able to poke it in there. Notre Dame with a big edge territory. A couple of power plays, a wide shot advantage. What are your thoughts on that first period? It's almost the opposite of last night, John, whereas I thought, and I'm sure most of us thought, that Merrimack played a pretty good game through the first two and a half periods, but found itself down by two and then eventually three goals. Tonight I thought the, the margin, uh, the deficit could have been worse. Uh, I think the shots on goal were 16-4 or something like that towards the end of the first, but Vancouver only down one. Colin Delia playing a great uh, first period there. A couple of near misses on the offensive zone, but really Merrimack with the, the, the two and now three power plays uh, for Notre Dame that they had uh, didn't really have a chance to get going there it was kind of just keeping it simple uh, territorial battle was mostly controlled by Notre Dame as you said uh, they really couldn't get much going in terms of, of offensive chances uh, thinking of that one two on one a couple of two on ones Husser uh, nearly slid it in an open net weird play there and then uh, I think it was Faxman and Chrissy came out of the box at uh, two on one they couldn't connect uh, but hey happy to be down just one I'm sure Merrimack is uh, you know opposite of last night where they played better last night we're down by a greater margin uh, tonight rather uh, the margin is still one but I'm sure they feel that I'm sure Notre Dame probably feels they play better tonight but here we are one goal game and uh, still plenty of hockey left well you know you wonder what the effect is going to be when Merrimack gets fully healthy I mean they haven't been fully healthy from the get-go here guys starting to rotate in slowly but surely but you wonder what kind of effect that's going to have it, it, isn't it aggravating just as fans and obviously uh, we work for Merrimack and we just want to see the full bodies out there especially you know, the guys I, I think of the trio I think of that I think they were together for one or two games was uh, Lou Big Larson uh, Brett Sini and Matt Fogut on the same line for one or two games it looked like they were clicking and then kind of just uh, disaster struck small disasters but it kept one out of the lineup for an extended period of time uh, I think it was Sini from around middle of November came back uh, for the Dartmouth tournament and then when he comes back Lou Big Larson's out and, and he's still out uh, he was just about to come back this weekend and then uh, just a uh, free kind of illness kept him from coming on the plane unfortunately and you just want to see the guys healthy that's all and, uh, I, I think we're as close as we've been all year uh, but the, the injuries uh, rather yeah, the injuries and the illnesses certainly have been uh, frustrating to deal with especially at a time where the team got off to such a hot start and then small injuries and then kind of mounted and then the goal stopped coming you just want to see your best guys out there um, you know as often as you can especially now that we're in the second half of the season with hockey these points up for grab but uh, the good news is uh, plenty of hockey left to play tonight and then you come home finally for the first time in uh, just over a month and I think that's when uh, we'll finally all be healthy and then uh, from there we can uh, hopefully piece some things together. Alright Chris let's talk a little bit about what's going on at Merrimack athletic wise. I think it's probably appropriate to begin with the women's team. Uh, a 2-0 loss to Boston College last night. The uh, Lady Eagles, the first top, the top ranked team in the country. Merrimack was badly outshot but you hold BC to two goals. You're doing something. They're the first team, and I think uh, yesterday would have been BC's 22nd game. Uh, first team all year, uh, Merrimack was to hold BC to under three goals in a game. So, listen, we all, we've harped on the issue a few times over the course of the year. 
wins and losses were going to be one thing for uh, for Coach Hamlin's program this year. They're just happy to be out there. Uh, the program's finally together. They're out on the ice. Uh, but they've got a few wins, and yesterday, you know, tipping the cap to whatever the final shots on goal margin might have been, you got to tip the cap to everyone on that team, the, uh, the women's effort there. And, man, Samantha Ridgel can play. Uh, that, the goaltender for, uh, for Merrimack, she uh, missed a little bit of action there. But, uh, and that's not a knock on the other two goaltenders they have on the roster, but uh, I think she finished with her second 50 save performance. The record books are really easy for year one for this program because we just have one year to start with, so uh, she keeps with the, uh, the record-setting performances, and none better than last night uh, for, for Samantha Ridgewell. And I know they lost today by a wider margin, but I mean, that's BC. They're, uh, they, they've been right around the cusp of, of being a national champion the last few years, and to hold them to only two goals yesterday, that's, you know, that's, that's quite an accomplishment. I don't care what you say. And, uh, the good news is, is the bottom half of Hockey East and on the women's side, wide open. Uh, you're granted they might be in ninth place, but they're within three points of the playoff spot and the huge series uh, that lie ahead in February against the teams that are right in front of them. So regardless of what might have happened this weekend, what the final goal margin might have been, still have plenty of opportunity in front of them to, to get some ground and wouldn't it be awesome if they could sneak in, top eight get in, if, if they could get in the playoffs. So good for them and uh, you know, this is the showing they put together this weekend. Well, uh, perhaps we could take a look at basketball. Uh, Chris, what do we have going on the men's and the women's side? Big win uh, for the men today out at Lemoyne. I think first time in five years that they got a win out at uh, ten, Ted Grant Court uh, out in Syracuse. So a great win for the men's program. Uh, senior laden team and uh, big man James Kennedy. Huge performance today. Obviously everyone's talked about and I know the few times I've come in the air and talked about them. Uh, the backcourt they have. Delma Solano, Troy Hamill, JT Strickland. Uh, James Kennedy, a guy that came over from, from BU uh, last year as a transfer. He's coming from the Division One program that's pretty good. Uh, he, he's a very important guy for this team. Uh, they need some consistency up front in the front court rebounding uh, and obviously just having more of a physical presence down there. You can be as good as you can in the backcourt, but if you're not hauling down rebounds, that's uh, going to be tough uh, to, to just match the other team's consistency and uh, pace offensively, but a uh, big win for them. Uh, women, close loss at LeMoyne as well. Um, they're both right in the thick of their any 10 standings, uh, hovering right around the 500 mark in each play. Men a little bit closer. I think now moving with a half game of uh, fifth place or fourth place, whatever it may be. And the women a little bit further back than that. The women, uh, they're a young team. I think I said it last week when I was on. Uh, they lost a lot of key seniors last year. A lot of very important players. So they're young. They got a couple of great seniors in Ashley Weissman. Excuse me, and uh, Tia Scott. And that's all has the other seniors that I'm forgetting. Uh, but, you know, some key contributors there. They've got freshmen, three, at least three freshmen that they're playing every night. Uh, so it's been a building block. And they've got plenty of games in front of them, too. Uh, especially against the other, the Southwest Division. A little bit weaker than the Northeast. So conference wins. They help you pile up wins in the standings either way. And uh, they've still got plenty of time to maneuver in the standings. And as they proved uh, three years ago, my first year in Merrimack, you just got to get in as the uh, five seed in their division. They made it all the way to the league semifinals. So Coach LeBlanc and Coach Hamill, they're both great. Uh, would love to see them. Uh, would love to see them make some noise in the postseason. Still got about another month of uh, regular season play for them. All right. Uh, anything else in the uh, winter season, Chris, of substance? And when, when does baseball get started? I know. you're. We're both baseball guys. Uh, they get underway in uh, just about a month, I believe, down in uh, South Carolina. But before we turn the page to spring sports, and we'll have plenty of time uh, to get to them in the next couple of weeks. Uh, shout out to a couple of fantastic performances on the, uh, the track and field team. Uh, the men's side, John Brogdon, junior from North Reading, uh, crushed it at the Harvard uh, multi-meet this weekend. Uh, 
front, you're competing against Division One competitors and uh, in a decathlon, which of course we know how prestigious uh, of an event that is. Uh, John Braga won the decathlon against Division One, Division Two, Division Three, uh, the best in New England. Uh, qualified for the Division Two NCAA tournament and uh, championships, so that's incredible there. Carly Mascaro, I'm sure you guys are familiar with that name, the junior phenom now. She becomes the 800 for the first time officially against uh, NCAA competition. She competed at a, a non-NCAA event last weekend and crushed it. Uh, she runs an 800, best time in D2, I think second or third best time in D1, automatically qualified for, uh, for the, the Division II National Championship. This is after she's uh, the four-time 400-meter uh, runner-up the last two years as a freshman sophomore indoor outdoor season. She's incredible. I just can't say enough good things about the insane athlete that she is. And the student part for both of them. Uh, those two were just a number of uh, incredible performances by uh, Coach Jackie Mendez's team this weekend. There, when you think about it, yes, they're in their fifth year now, I believe, as a varsity program. And now you're starting to get past that. You can't just see where you're going to next season. They're still young. Think about the roster size for track and field. Uh, 40, 50 people on, uh, on each side. We're looking at a squad and a women combined that's more than a more than a football team. So to bring in a number of student athletes at each position to be able to compete and succeed at league meets and championship meets and whatnot, the success they've had both the team and individual level in that short span of time, it's insane how how the rise, how fast their rise has been. Uh, and you know, hats off to them and just another great weekend for them as well. Well, Chris, we appreciate all you do. We really appreciate the updates. You're our lifeline, uh, so to speak, to uh, uh, get us updated on things. Thank you so much for stopping by, and uh, look forward to seeing you on the plane tomorrow and finally back home Friday night. Always a pleasure, Johnny. Hey, thanks to you. for. Uh, we miss you, Mike and Mike. Uh, Johnny pulling, uh, pulling a little bit of legwork this weekend. Uh, fantastic being on it, obviously. Uh, hats off to you, as always. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate you, having, uh, appreciate you coming on here in our intermission. All right, that's Chris Allen. Merrimack Sports Information Director. We're going to take a timeout. We'll come back and recap the first period, get you caught up on the out-of-town scores, and that is coming up next. You tuned in to Merrimack Warrior Hockey right here on the Merrimack Radio Broadcast Network.